Welcome back and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Speak On It Sports. I am your host, Justin Henderson. Before we get into our recap of Game 1 of the 2019 NBA Finals, we'd like to take a moment to just thank everyone for the likes, comments on, and shares of our debut episode. The support has been phenomenal and we could not be more thankful. Now, before we dive into our recap, let us take a short pause for sponsorship. Speak on it sports would like to take a moment to thank one of our sponsors, Wilson's Yardwork. Wilson's Yardwork strives to provide the highest quality of work while maintaining the most affordable price. Be sure to visit www.wilsonsyardwork.com for pricing and more information on the services that they provide. Wilson's Yardwork, a beautiful lawn doesn't happen by itself. Welcome back to Speak On It Sports. Thank you for tuning in. And again, a big thank you out to Wilson Jarwork. If you're in the East Texas area and you have any type of lawn service need, I highly recommend that you contact Wilson Jarwork. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. A very high quality work, very professional. Again, a big thank you out to Wilson Jarwork. <clears throat> now, let's dive into this recap of Game 1, 2019 NBA Finals. Golden State Warriors, Toronto Raptors, uh, the first, you know, believe it or not, this was the first ever NBA Finals game outside of the U.S. It was actually 24 years in the making for the Toronto Raptors franchise. Um, And I got to be honest with you, it did not disappoint. It did not disappoint at all, you know, through pregame, the warm-ups, throughout the game, final buzzer. Post game, the city, the crowd, simply electric. Simply electric. The energy they brought was phenomenal. They made having home court advantage. They made they made what having home court advantage is, you know, it's what it's all about. Toronto, they hardly resembled newcomers to the NBA's biggest stage. And I think the crowd's energy played a key part in that. <clears throat> You know, they controlled the, the action through the majority of the game against the Warriors team, who was supposed to be more polished, more experienced. It was the opposite in game one. Toronto looked more polished. They looked more experienced. Now, it's only one game, but it's something to keep an eye on going forward. You know, this is a Warriors team beginning its fifth straight appearance in the NBA Finals on their quest to a three-peat. So... You would think they would come out more polished. They've been there before. Toronto's never been there outside of a few guys. Complete opposite in game one. Again, it's game one, one game. So, but I had to mention that just to keep an eye on it going forward. Um, You know, outside of the opening airmail of a pass that Kyle Lowry threw to Pascal Siakam in the corner, Siakam went to cut towards the rim. Lowry misread what he was doing, thought he was going to stay in the corner, pass went over his head. Everybody immediately thought, oh man, here comes the, the Kyle Lowry we all know, disappears in the playoffs. You know, a, a, a fifth-year student in Casper University. But after that, you know, the Raptors, they settled in pretty quickly. You know, eventually they built a 10-point lead by halftime. 
coming out of halftime, there was a big third quarter from Pascal Siakam, who actually went six for six in the quarter. And that kept Golden State from mounting up any type of rally. Uh, it kept them from making up too much ground. Toronto maintained a double-digit lead advantage for much of the second half, the majority of the fourth. You know, and they countered, they just kept countering every every rally that Golden State had, every attempt they had to get back into the game and and take the lead or, or cut the lead to one. It was met by Toronto, you know, in their their poise. Shockingly, their poise, first NBA Finals game for the majority of that team, and they were more poised in game one than the majority of the Golden State Warriors roster. <clears throat> now, Golden State is obviously in an unfamiliar spot. Unknown territory for the Dubs. All game ones for the last four years have resulted in a Warriors win. They also had home court advantage in all four of those wins, all four of those games prior to last night's. They obviously do not have home court advantage this year. That belongs to Toronto. That's a big key in a lot of people's predictions for this series and how it's going to play out. As you know, I picked Golden State in six games. I'm sticking to that prediction. But we'll discuss that in a later episode. Now, adjustments will be made prior to game two for both teams. However, I like Golden State to even the series at a game apiece heading back to Oakland. Let's get into some of those numbers from game one, you know, team stats-wise, when we come back right after this. Like what you hear? Make sure you never miss a show by subscribing. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Welcome back to Speak On It Sports. Getting into the numbers here. And, you know, outside of just a couple of categories, the numbers are not too far off from each other. They're actually pretty similar. If you were to just glance down the team stat line for uh, either either team, comparing the two side by side, you would think that maybe, just maybe, Golden State would have won. And they're that similar outside of a couple of categories. Let's dive into it. Golden State shot 29-31 from the free throw line, 93.5% clip. Toronto countered, going 27-32 of 32 from the line. That's an 84.4% clip. Golden State won the rebounding, 47 to 42. The Warriors had 29 assists to 25 for the Raptors. Steals were even at six. And Toronto won blocks with a 6-2 advantage over the Dubs. Like I said, a lot of these numbers are really similar. Not too much to affect the game drastically. Now, here we go into the the major differences, the major categories, in my opinion, such as turnovers, field goal percentage. Now, the turnover battle was won by Toronto. They had just 10 turnovers compared to 17 for Golden State. Now, although there was a 17 to 10 differential in turnovers, points off turnovers were even at 17. The Raptors' transition game was more effective than Golden State's, however, scoring 24 fast break points compared to 17 for the Warriors. Points in the paint, advantage Toronto, 40-32 over Golden State. Golden State committing 27 fouls to Toronto 26. Again, very similar. You can't discriminate against the refs for this game. They called it pretty evenly, in my opinion. Of course, they missed some calls. 
every ref does in every game, in every sport. Let it go. Anyway, <clears throat> the field goal percentage. Here's the key one. Here's the, the most key one here, in my opinion. Toronto won the field goal percentage battle. They shot 39 of 77 for an impressive 50.6% shooting clip. And that's overall. They shot over 50% clip. And with the way they play defense, their switching, their traps, you know, their rotations, if they can continue to play that type of defense and shoot the ball that well, my prediction of Gold State winning is going to end up wrong. Anyway, 50.6% overall shooting. They shot 39.4% from the arc, stripling, or excuse me, dropping 13 triples compared to Golden State, who finished 34-78, for an overall field goal percentage of 43.6%. They made 12 triples themselves. That's a 38.7% clip for them from the three ball. Um, You know, so as I said before, the numbers aren't too far off from each other outside of a couple of key categories, such as the turnovers and the field goal percentage. Those are the the top two categories that were key in game one, in my opinion. Uh, we're going to get into some individual numbers about how the matchups battled. We went over the matchups in the breakdown in our debut episode. So we'll get into that, and we'll do that right after this. Just a reminder, JF Bailey Productions' latest movie is debuting July 16th at 7.15 p.m. at Texas Theater in Dallas, Texas. And if you are unable to attend that showing... You can catch another showing three days later on July 19th at Liberty Hall in Tyler, Texas. For tickets, you can visit www.snooprobinson.com. Welcome back to Speak On Sports. Thank you once again for tuning in. We're going to get into the matchup breakdown, uh, kind of referring to the debut episode we had. where We kind of broke down each matchup, uh, position versus position, and also the bench versus the bench. Now, looking at the point guards, Curry versus Lowry. As expected, I think Curry won that matchup. He finished with 34 points, 5 assists, and 5 rebounds, compared to Lowry, who finished with 7 points, 9 assists, and 6 rebounds. Now, Lowry did play stellar defense at times throughout the game, so he didn't make up for what he lacked scoring-wise. But, again, I believe Curry took this matchup as predicted. Uh, Clay Thompson versus Danny Green. Another prediction that has gone in our favor here at Speak on Sports. Thompson finished with 21 points, one assist, and five rebounds compared to 11 points, one assist, and two rebounds. Now, Danny Green did shoot the ball better than he did the entire series against Milwaukee in the Instant Conference Finals. Uh, Danny Green went four of nine from two-point range and three of seven from three-point range in game one of the NBA Finals. So that is promising sign for Toronto. Toronto is needing him to keep elevating and keep gaining more confidence uh, game by game. Uh, getting into the small four position, Iguodala, who seemed to have hurt himself actually uh, midway through the third, I believe. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that and his availability going forward. But Iguodala in game one finished with six points, seven assists, and six rebounds, compared to Kawhi's twenty three points, five assists, and eight rebounds. Uh, obviously, you got to go with Leonard in this matchup, as predicted. The power forwards, Draymond Green versus Pascal Siakam. Green did finish with a triple-double with 10, 10, and 10. He only shot two for nine. 
but even as he finished with the triple double, he did have six turnovers. This matchup, at least through game one, we didn't get correctly so far. So, I mean, it's been one game, but I do believe Pascal Siakam did win that matchup. He finished with 32 points, shooting 14 to 17, uh, five assists, eight rebounds. He had a couple of blocks. He didn't shy away from Draymond. He actually attacked him. He was aggressive, highly efficient. So that's going to be a key going forward if he can continue that level of play. Now down to the centers, uh, they started Jordan Bell, Golden State Warriors anyway. They started Jordan Bell at the center spot in game one. And he only lasted 12 minutes. So that should tell you all you need to know about that matchup. He finished with two points, one assist, and three rebounds in those 12 minutes. Gasol, an efficient 20 points, had an assist, had a ton of hockey assists. Um, and seven boards. And I get into the benches, Golden State um, over the Toronto bench. Actually, I think Golden State bench performed better in game one than Toronto bench. So that's something to keep an eye on as well. Golden State bench finished with 36 points, five assists, and nine rebounds total. It's compared to the Raptors bench, who finished with 25 points, four assists, and five rebounds total. A key guy off the bench, in my opinion, for Golden State was Looney. He really brought the energy as usual. And the guy off of the Toronto's bench, Van Fleet, continued his hot play as of late. And he finished with 15 points, actually. Now, getting to the key points going into game two. I think Golden State needs to come out and they need to replace Bell in the starting lineup with Kevon Looney. Kevon Looney is better in the pick-and-roll defense. He's better on switches. Bell does bring energy. I think Looney brings just a little bit more energy and is more offensively sound than Bell is. DeMarcus Cousins, he only played eight minutes in game one, but he's not there physically or mentally. He caught the ball wasn't even looking at the rim. Immediately when he caught the ball, he was looking to pass and get the ball out of his hands. And that's to be expected coming off, you know, an injury. Well, back-to-back injuries, really. The Achilles and then the touring quad. If he plays the way he played in game one, Golden State cannot afford to play him in this series, in our opinion. And now you get into outside of Curry and Clay. Someone else has to step off offensively, you know, with with Boogie coming back and not being ready yet. With KD out, somebody else has to step up to score. Uh, It's either got to be collectively, and as the bench did, they they put in 36 points, so collectively they they did step up. Or it's going to be an individual. An individual's got to come out and have a a hot shooting game. Now going into Toronto's key points, can Pascal Siakam continue his efficiency from game one? Uh, it's highly unlikely he'll shoot 90% again, but anything's possible, in the words of Kevin Garnett. Uh, Danny Green's improving. He needs to continue on that path to give Toronto their best chance at a upset over the Golden State Warriors. And Larry offensively, yes, he had nine assists. You know, however, he's got to be able to contribute more than just seven points scoring uh, going forward. And Gasol. He needs to keep being aggressive. The weakest spot in the Golden State lineup right now is the center spot. And he's got the matchup 
even if DeMarcus Cousins was starting with his current physical and mental state, Marcus also has that matchup. So he has to be aggressive. He has to look to score going forward. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in to Speak On Sports. Just to let you know, we are now available on Anchor, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and Stitcher. Thank you once again to all our listeners for tuning in to today's episode of Speak On It Sports. Make sure to check out our Instagram at Speak On It Sports. That is at speak underscore on underscore it underscore sports. And give us a follow. If you comment on our post with your opinion on whatever the topic may be, your comment could be featured in one of our upcoming episodes. If you found value or entertainment in this show, we'd appreciate a review, a rating, you becoming a subscriber, or if you just give our show a share and or simply tell a friend you know, about the show, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in next time. For everyone here at Speak On It Sports, I am Justin Henderson, and we'll catch you next time.